may have saved the mayor's baby, but I refuse to save a mayor who stood by helpless as a baby while Gotham was ravaged by a disease that turned Eagle Scouts into crazed clowns and happy homemakers into cat women. Yeah. Just the pussy I've been looking for. You and I have something in common. Sounds familiar. Uh, appetite for destruction. Contempt for the czars of fashion. Batman. No. Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. I guess it can be even deadly. Does this mean we have to start fighting? Merry Christmas, Mr. Wayne. Merry Christmas, Albert. Goodwill toward men. And women. Are we? Yeah, all right. So we're recording now. <laughs> Welcome yeah. back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith. Today, I am joined by... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. You're back. I'm back. We've missed you, Dave, and I'm Barry. And we have Barry. Before we get into this, I have something very important that I have to say. Uh Uh-oh. In... Here we go. In uh, conjunction with a very, very important holiday that most people do not celebrate but need to be. Okay, now I'm really confused. No, this is going to be trouble. I, can I can't see. Sometimes reasonable Ben must do unreasonable things. And we, as we are sitting here recording this, we are on the eve of Killdozer Day. Words. I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> We did an episode on Killdozer. <laughs> I remember that. Last, last June, we did. Yep. <laughs> June 4th is Killdozer Day, for those of you that don't know. I, oh, my I, God. And don't know that I would have gone with that choice of song. Why not? But are you really shocked by... Come you know, on, Kim Dracula with Killdozer. That is one of the best things I've heard in a long time. So it's... <laughs> You've been just sitting on that. You've been begging I, for that. Dude, I... I, I I sent Dave and Corey a link the other day because I actually found a website that's selling like Killdozer Day. Like, oh no, uh, uh, patches, <laughs> like, dude. No, did you look through all that stuff? No, I oh, did dude. Not. No, 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 no. The the dude, uh, him was Hembrook. You know, there was a, they have like Hembrook uh, parts and uh, uh, parts and welding T-shirts that oh, they sell on there, so and I'm wrong. like, oh, I want I want one of those so badly. That is so. I wrong. want one of those so badly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I know I'm kind of in this right now, uh, but <laughs> so I got I was like, oh, we're going to re- actually be recording on the the day before, like the eve of Killdozer Day. So we must we must uh, we must mark the occasion. We, so, somebody so. should have brought a cake. I'm telling you, somebody should have brought a cake. So that explains the new building out behind Alan's house. It does, <laughs> and why we can't find his car. Yeah, so there well, you go. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's true. yeah. Believe me, my Honda is going to like really you know make a great Killdozer. It's Kill so. Honda. <laughs> Nice. Oh my! What the hell are we talking about today? So uh, we're taking a little break from uh, Retro Summer 2022 this time because it's the the anniversary of what? Thirtieth anniversary of Batman Returns, and uh, so we're going to talk about the movie and talk about our relationship with the movie because. Yeah, I have. I think we all have thoughts. We haven't. We we have not spoken off. air about this yet so this quite literally is you're going to hear what we all think as we're all learning what we all think about this good bad indifferent it's gonna be honest that's for sure so uh just in case uh you have not you have not um you're unfamiliar. You're unfamiliar. I'm going to give a quick synopsis yep, of give the it movie to us. here. So, Gotham City is once again plagued by an over-the-top villain in Tim Burton's 1992 Batman Returns. 
After the Cobblepot's child is born, it is clear that little Oswald is not normal. Some, some time passes, and the parents can no longer deal with their fin-handed son, and they devise a plan to be rid of him. The couple takes their toddler to the river and watches him float away into the sewer, but unbeknownst to them, it is he is adopted by penguins living under the city. Okay. Yeah, um, sure. Fast forward 33 years, and it's Christmas time in Gotham. Department store magnet Max Shrek is negotiating with the mayor to build a new power plant, even though Gotham has a surplus of power and not so subtly threatens to recall the mayor if he doesn't comply. Uh, at the lighting of Gotham's Christmas tree, the mayor's son is kidnapped by a m- member of the Red Triangle Circus Gang, but the baby is swiftly recovered by a new face in Gotham. Oswald Copperpot. <laughs> Cobblepot. 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 I'm Get sorry. It right. I, I've got it written here right. I just said it wrong. Oswald is now a hero, and Shrek and Shrek sees an opportunity to install Oswald as the in the mayor's office for his own machinations. In the meantime, Shrek's secretary, Selena Kyle, unwittingly discovers that Shrek's power plant will actually suck the power from Gotham and allow Shrek to gain control of the city. Shrek pushes Selena out of the office window, and she falls to her presumed death, but a gang of alley cats come to her rescue, bestowing upon her the power of cats. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that- <laughs> Behold the power yeah. of cats! Now, more empowered, Selena sews a rubber cat suit and sets out to get her revenge on Shrek. At a meeting with Shrek and Bruce Wayne, Selena makes an impression on both men, on both powerful men, for different reasons. In the meantime, <laughs> Batman and Catwoman cross paths when she blows up Shrek's department store. After Catwoman goes to Cobblepot, I got it right that time, yes, uh, to propose uh, to propose um, working together against Batman, and an unsteady union is formed. As his run for mayor is ramping up, Oswald uh, devises a plan to kidnap all of Gotham, Gotham's firstborn sons, but his campaign is derailed after Batman reveals his devious plan to win office. At Shrek's Christmas party, Selina and Bruce discover each other's secret identities, but before they can talk, the Penguin and the Red Triangle Circus Gang attack, taking Shrek hostage. They escape into the sewer and launch a plan... <sighs> for rocket-wielding penguins to kill 100,000 residents of Gotham. <laughs> but Batman... It's never not funny. It's never not funny. Batman reroutes the penguins back to the sewer, and they launch their rockets to destroy the lair and kill the penguin. Catwoman executes her plan to kill Shrek and seemingly herself in the process. After the battle, Bruce Wayne thinks he sees Selina in an alleyway, but it is only her cat, Miss Kitty. As Bruce is driven through Gotham by Alfred, the bat signal illuminates the night as Catwoman watches from a rooftop. Okay, so just for the record, he has now summarized a two-hour-plus movie in... in two paragraphs. In in (laughs) literally almost five minutes. I'm... I don't know if I should be impressed or afraid of you right now. Well, let's put it this way. (laughs) That took me a good hour to write. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So, yeah. um, So, yeah, that's basically... That that is a... That is a very clinical rundown of That's the movie the cliff note itself. Version. It really is. Um, I had not seen this movie in a while. Um, I remember a decade or so ago rewatching these movies yeah. uh, with my stepdaughter because she had. We started letting her see the Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. And then afterward, we were like, "All right, well, let's let's go back and rewatch these." Oh, the difference between the two. Oh my gosh, of, of yes. quality. Um. Who wants to? All right, uh, all right. First off, before we go, all right. So, we have Michael Keaton playing well, Batman. Slash, all right, Barry, go ahead and yeah, do the. I got the, the rundown cast. Because so. this is truly the movie that you know asks the question, "What could have been?" And you'll understand when I oh tell you God, who this. all was re- or who was suggested for this cast. And I, I can't wait to see the look on Dave's face on some of these. So Keaton, of course, comes back as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yes, That's, yes. And, and uh, arguably, in my opinion, the best Bruce Wayne, hands down. There are better Batmans, but he's the best Bruce Wayne. Not true. Okay. Well, there is yeah. one better Batman, or but one better Bruce Wayne. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer. Oh. <laughs> I'm not joking. Okay, I can see that. As Bruce Wayne, I can see that. Val Kilmer is great. He sucked as Batman. He's terrible as Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. Um, as Oswald Cobblepot slash the Penguin, mm-hmm. it was cast as Danny DeVito. Great, great casting. Now, do you know how he got that gig? Uh, Danny probably had somebody killed. In <laughs> Jack Nicholson recommended him yes. for that. Oh, now that's that's how he got his foot in the door on this one. But 
Listen to the list of other actors that were trying to get this. And I want you to get kind of get a mental picture in your mind replacing Danny DeVito yes. with <clears throat> Dustin Hoffman, Marlon Brando, John Candy, Bob Hoskins, Ralph Waite, Dean Martin, Dudley Moore, Alan Rickman, John Goodman, Phil Collins, Charles Grodin, Christopher Lee, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Rocco, or Christopher Lloyd. I think the only one I could maybe imagine would be Brando. See, and I want Brando is such a nutcase. In some like deep, you know, fever dream in my mind, I want to see Ray Liotta as the penguin. You know, the one that jumped out to me, hmm. Dudley Moore. Oh, For some would, strange reason, that would have been great. No, especially, you're, you're not especially in a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. I could oh, see Dudley Moore. That would have been so epic. Okay. But yeah, I, I just I see wrong. Ray Liotta just for the simple fact of I want to hear that line. All my life, I really wanted to be a bird. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, moving on to no, I want to hear Brando deliver the line. Just the pussy I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Go down the line of all the people you mentioned there and imagine oh, yeah. them saying that line. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's, it's just the person that I'm looking for. And here's, here, and now we get into the fun one. I know who the first one was up for. As, as Selena Kyle slash Catwoman. Cher was up for it. Hang initially. on, hang on. It is Michelle Pfeiffer. Originally, it was Annette Benning no, was cast. I don't see. I cannot. No. Even, she, now, hang on. She had to step down because she got pregnant. Okay. So. Even Annette Benning coming off of Bugsy, which would have yeah. been nice. Yeah. I cannot see her in that role. No. I know that, what's her name? Uh, um, Sean Young. Sean Young. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Hard. We're going to talk about it. For this role. Hang on. Listen. <laughs> now, here are some of the other names that were trying to get this Catwoman role. Susan Sarandon, mm -hmm. Meryl Streep. No. She, she was told no. she was too old. No. Brooke she, Shields, no, no. Demi Moore, eh. Nicole Kidman. No. Sean Young, as we mentioned. Mm -hmm. Jodie Foster. No. Gina Davis. No. Sigourney no. Weaver. No. Lena Olin. No. Madonna. No. No. Raquel Welch would no. have been interesting. Cher. Ellen Barkin, Jennifer Jason Lee, Lorraine Bracco, Bridget Fonda, and Jennifer Beals. I want a world where Ray Liotta plays the Penguin and Lorraine Bracco plays Catwoman. <laughs> that takes Goodfellas to a whole new level. That would have been hey, that would have been pretty epic. Jennifer Beals <laughs> could have been interesting. Catwoman would have been interesting. She was the one that jumped off the page. as like yeah. that might have been interesting. Yes, as Max Shrek. <sighs> okay. Christopher Walken. Yes. You know. Now, here's the thing. Originally slated to play Max Shrek, mm -hmm. David Bowie. I could see it. Yeah. I could 100% see it. They traded off with him because he went off to go do um, Fire Walk With Me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Twin Peaks movie. Burton originally didn't want to have Christopher Walken there because... He, quote, scared the hell out of him. <laughs> it's funny because he worked with him again later. Well, you, exactly. You know, how could I not scare somebody? <laughs> the penguins. The fast. Anyway. Um, and I Bruce, yeah. why are you dressed as Batman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is not going to go away. <laughs> so there are only two actors that played the same characters in all four of the original Batman. Okay. It's uh, Alfred. Michael. I think it's it's either Go or Gal. Oh, right. I can't it's remember. Gal. Gal. It's, yeah. uh, okay, it's, he played, it's him. He played Alfred Pennyworth. It's, it's Gordon, Commissioner Gordon. Pat Hingle. Yes. Those are the only two that actually played the same characters all the way all through. All right, yeah. Now, this one I did some digging on. Michael Murphy played the mayor of Gotham. Yes. Now, in the movie, they never say the mayor's name. No. But there was a comic that came out called Batman 89 that gives a lot of the backstory on this and gives the name of the mayor. Do you know what the mayor's name was? Was it Harvey Dent? No. No. Well, Harvey Dent was originally written into this, but they wrote him out. But, yeah, you know who played him, right? Um, I can't remember. Come on. In the original one? It was, yeah, it was Tommy Lee. No. What? No, the original Harvey Dent, who was actually in Batman 89. Mm -hmm. is oh, it was Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. And he was supposed to come back for this, Yeah, right? I, and then they, they wrote him out. I so, forgot okay. about it. Yeah. But you're going to love this. For our gamers that are listening, be prepared to wet yourself laughing. This I can't make this up if I tried. The name of the mayor of Gotham in 
Batman 89. Roscoe Jenkins. And that was years before yes. Roscoe Jenkins. <laughs> that's probably where Roscoe Jenkins got. That's, yeah, I, I think that's where it, it came from. Be. I'd be willing to bet. But um, um, the ultimate, hey, it's that guy, Vincent Schiavelli. Yep. Yes. Love that guy. He played the organ grinder as one yep. of the, the red. I know. Triangle. I know. I love him. He is. Uh, I remember him <coughs> most from that episode of X Files. Yes. Yeah. Well, he was in Ghost. Also. Oh, he's That's been true. in a ton yeah. of stuff. He's been. He's been. Well, he was in Better Off Dead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, he's uh, Matrix. Been in a ton uh, what, of stuff. No, that was somebody else. No, that was sorry. That was somebody else. He's been in a ton of stuff. Well, and he so, got yeah. the role because of Danny DeVito. Right. They've worked together on several movies. Um. Andrew, and I can never pronounce this right, Brainyarkowski, or Brainyarski, played uh, Chip Shrek. Who was doing a was doing a Christopher Walken impression. Did Pretty you guys much the not entire time. figure, did, I mean, like, as soon as, he, as, soon yeah. as he opened his mouth first, I was like, wow, he is doing a Christopher Walken impression. Like, just, oh, it was bad. It was and terrible. A couple more bad. people of note. Uh, Diane Salinger played Esther Copperpot. Okay. Cobblepot. Cobblepot, not Copperpot. But did you notice who played... His dad, Paul Rubens. It was Paul, Paul Rubens. Rubens. Originally, yep. it was supposed to be Burgess Meredith. <laughs> I could see that. I would have loved but, but, to yeah, have seen played, that. He, he played the yeah, penguin. He played the penguin. Oh, that would have been. Well, of course, it. you got Jan Hooks yeah. shows up in this. You know, and there, there's somebody else that I feel like you may be leaving. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Doug Jones, Doug Jones yep. playing the thin clown. Yep. The man with no bones. I mean, this dude is just. Well, if you don't hold on, know who I've, Doug Jones is, hold just on, look up the list. You know, I'm going to read off a couple of them because I've actually pulled them up and got it ready. You know him as um, Abe Sapien yes. from the Hellboy. Yep. Yes, you you know him recently as um, Commander Saru from Discovery. Oh yeah, yeah. On, wasn't, I forgot he was. Wasn't there. he also in uh, Shape of Water? Yes, yes, yes. He was. Um, some of the other stuff that he's done, uh, he did a bit part on Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. He's done. He's been in a bunch of stuff. It's a usually um, if it's a very skinny guy, odds yeah. are it's Doug yeah. Jones. There, w- there was another one here that I saw, and usually okay. he's in oh full costume. So, in your notes there, yes, did you note? Did you note anything about uh, the significance of this movie and um, Jack Nicholson? Um, I know that they Burton loved working with him so much that he really confided in him to try to find the best solution for it. What do you where are you going with it though? Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson's lawyer or agent one, yeah. negotiated a deal that basically even without him appearing in any future Batman oh, movies, yeah, 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 yeah. he got a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like tens of millions of dollars for never even setting foot on a well, stage. Yeah. One of Joker's lines from that first movie ended up in the second one. Mm-hmm. And it was when Pfeiffer went, it's going to be a hot time in, in the, the old town, town tonight. tonight. Okay. Are, are you, are we yeah, ready to move? Okay. Go ahead. Let me go ahead and tell you some of the problems I have with this movie. Oh, <laughs> my, my first problem is I feel like this was um, him and Elfman's first run at trying to do Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, okay. Yeah. He was in pre-production. Of that, he had just come off of Edward Scissorhands. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say something really unpopular. And I love Nightmare Before. Christmas. I know you do. I'm mm-hmm. going to say something really. I'm going to say a couple of things really unpopular here that I have Why said on this should podcast. Today be any different than I have any said other on this pop- podcast before. Tim Burton has an amazing visual style. Mm-hmm. An amazing visual style. Yeah. And. For him to create that visual style, he does stuff like sacrifice story and character development, dialogue. Yeah. In um, some films, you are not wrong. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, in most of his films, and it's he's, a... He's up there, Sparky. It is it is one of those things that, like... He's very, I, he's I, very much a style over I have guy. I, very much. Yeah. I have said many times that I think that the 89 Batman is a boring movie. I mean, a boring movie. Okay. Uh, there is something there. Okay. I remember seeing this movie in 92 in the mm-hmm. theaters and be, and thinking, wow, this is so much better than that first Batman. You because know, because I know you said something, one of the two of you said mm-hmm. something about this being a boring movie. Not nearly as boring as the first Batman. So, I fully disagree. Okay. Because yeah. I, I, and actually the reason why I say that is Batman because too. one of the things I will say about this movie, as opposed to the 89 Batman, the original, you know, the, his, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of downtime in this movie. Yeah, I would but I disagree. That, that, there well, is a 
crap ton of downtime in 89 Batman. But I, I think that plays to its advantage, it. though. I mean, I mean, honestly, if you go back and watch them side by side and, and look at what they're trying to do in the first one versus what they're trying to do in this one, it's... Now, I'm like, not saying this is a good movie. Well, okay. And, <laughs> and, and Dave, let me ask you, because when I went back and, and, and reread on this and rewatched it, knowing now that Keaton could care less about this movie when he made it. Yeah, he, he and you can it. tell. And oh, yeah, you can, you tell. can tell. He phoned it in. He completely phoned it in. Although, funny enough, he's gone back and said that this is his favorite of the two. I agree with him. Probably because so. he got paid more. But, you know, hey. I, I do not like this one better than the first I, one. I would agree with you. I mean, I think there was some interesting ideas that they had in this one. I don't I like, mind being in the correct minority. So well, I, mean, it's, uh... <laughs> I, I liked the idea of, you know, the whole temperature of the movie changing yes. you know it was it, Christmas instead of you know well it, the summer, it played so. off the Christmas element so you had you know <laughs> yeah, that, know. that made sense with the penguin you know there's yeah there it, it made sense you know with the Joker it was just kind of this could happen anywhere anytime kind of thing here and it always did yeah the, with the Joker the, the Joker from the 89 Batman movie is one of the biggest problems I have with that movie really why because it's interesting Joker it's Jack Nicholson it, that is no ifs, ands, buts about it. That is not the Joker on screen. That is Jack Nicholson playing the Joker on screen. See, I disagree. I disagree with you no. wholeheartedly no. because there have been better Jokers since. Well, a couple of them I can there, think of. There's been three different of them, styles. Three of, of them Jokers. I can think of off the top of my head. So it's been different takes on mania. If you think about it, it's the way that it... So we're saying that Jack Nicholson is just manic all the time, and that's... Uh, For the most part, yeah. I mean, honestly, Have you seen the rest of his movies? I, yeah. yeah but, you know. I mean, you know, you compare him to, like, Cesar Romero and the way that he was yeah. just so over I never, the top I mean, that it. was... That is... He's doing the 1930s villain. Uh, you know, well, the the, the the clown prince of yeah. uh, of crime, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I think that... Michelle Pfeiffer is amazing in this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> and the I, torture she had to go through to oh, make I know. it. But I mean, crazy. just her her transformation from this mousy, you know, can't can't catch a break. To flat out to dominatrix. Flat, well, it's not, it's not even dominatrix so much as all of a sudden she is in power, you know. Well, and, and the thing is, is that you see even the difference between Selena, this, this new Selena Kyle and mm-hmm. Catwoman when yeah. she's in and out of, oh, of costume, yeah. where it's, it's like it's that whole line back when in. Bruce Wayne looks at her and goes, "We're both broken in half." Oh yeah, wow. exactly. Because you know? it's definitely two personalities in one body. Exactly, you know, and that's of course that's the age old. Is Batman the secret identity, or is or is, right. or is no, Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne the secret is, identity? You Bruce know, Wayne is totally okay. the secret. Yeah, identity. Let, let's let's touch on one key element here, boys, and I and I want some some honest opinions okay. here because let's face facts. The big thing that people watch Batman movies, TV shows about, mm-hmm. whatever Batman, which one had the better car? These had the same car. Uh, and go back. And they might have tweaked them a little bit. On them, they, but, they they tweaked this one. Yeah. For the second movie, but it's essentially it's the essentially same the same car. car. They not like what they did in the next two movies. True, after this okay? true. Yeah, the giant fin on the <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, I know. And stuff. A, Although one thing, just as a, neon lights on the side, just, and just as yeah. a Schumacher, you know, the, <laughs> the geek in me coming out, the fact that he had a CD writer in his car, just I thought that was okay. Cool as hell. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> CDs in this movie. Okay, first off, apparently you can put a CD in the black in the Batmobile, and it will give you a logistics of what's what's going on in your vehicle. Well, yeah. And apparently the other thing you can do with a CD in this movie you is you it. can scratch with it like you can like a record. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. I honestly believe that was Burton. That was not just giving wow. a crap. And yeah. just, he just reached just, over and went, oh, uh, that was... I don't know if that was we Burton can, or if that was Keaton. One of the whatever two. Whatever it no, was. Keaton it had was to have a little fun with it. Well, that's true. It was not... I was like, oh, okay, wow, one, they really did that. One of my issues with it is evidently the Gotham Zoo is so terrible that every <laughs> sewer in Gotham dumps out directly in the Penguin House. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, where else is it going to go, Dave? <laughs> I, I mean, legitimately, every sewer leads straight to the Penguin House at the Gotham Zoo, which is evidently not being upkept, and yeah, they've just left the animals. They've abandoned it with the animals mm-hmm. in... And the, and the penguins are running the place. Yeah. I mean, that that's... Well, okay, so you talk about the penguins, and this is something I, I did a little digging on, and I thought this was kind of cool. In the movie, 
they used a mix of animatronic penguins yep. and real live king penguins. Yeah, I can see or that. Or emperor penguins. Emperor Excuse penguins. Emperor yeah, penguins. Yeah, I can see that. It's it's so funny to go back. Yeah, and especially because like when they're like when they go into the water and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, no, those are real penguins. You can tell. Yeah. That, that's you well, know, and that's a, there there's a, an interview that I watched with um, one of the guys that was on the production team, and he was saying that. <laughs> one of the sweetest moments he ever saw was when they had one of the fake emperor penguins, one of the animatronic ones, mm-hmm. and one of the real ones came up to it and started snuggling up oh, to it. I was like, "Oh, I know. Oh, okay." <laughs> Here's another one of my little gripes I have with both '89 and this one as well. Okay. okay, okay. Apparently, there's only like what 50 people that live in Gotham, give or take. I mean, seriously, in both of those movies, any time that there is some kind of big celebration or there's a there's a, a press conference or something like that, it's like Gotham is inhabited by like 50 people. Yeah, but and well, that's it. To be fair, there were three of them named Wayne. Yeah, but still, now there's only one. Well, I, but I'm just like, <laughs> all I'm gonna say is extras are expensive. Yeah, yes, but I mean that's especially when they're doing the lighting of the Christmas tree. It's supposed to be this huge celebration oh, yeah, for yeah, Gotham yeah, yeah. City. They do it twice, as a matter of fact. You know, where they're going to have this whole deal, and both times there's like 50 people. There and they have overhead shots that could have easily been manipulated even by 1992 CGI yeah. to make it look like the whole place is no. There's 50 people on the ground. Well, and I was okay. Still, <laughs> that's and I was still heartbroken that that Knox wasn't there taking notes and trying I, yeah, to, to know, harass just, the mayor uh, and stuff. You yeah, know? I, I actually missed Knox. I did too. One. I did too. But. I think it was also probably commentary on how everybody feels the city is so unsafe that they're not going out after dark. Well, and I can see that. But and if just, you notice, they did kind of give nods back to the 89 one on this to say that, you know, Gotham got screwed up before something caused this to well, be horribly bad. And, you know, they, they made motions on this through this little elements. You would see the conditions of things, the buildings that were broken in the first movie I, are now broken in the second one. One so. of the things I yeah. do really appreciate about this movie that I appreciated 30 years ago when I Mm -hmm. saw this, is the fact that unlike so many other franchises prior to this, where they just completely ignored what happened in the previous movies. No, no, they tied it in. They tied it in. They tied this. I mean, he he talks about Vicki Vale. Yep. And about Alfred bringing her into the bat and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, that's awesome that they're actually talking about this stuff. I believe that's a security issue. He goes, coming from the guy who brought Vicki Vale into the the cave. I know, know, exactly, you know. And then, like, and he even talked to Selena about Vicki, you know. And, And it's like, okay, I like the fact that they they did bring that all together you know it's like okay yeah. awesome yeah um i never enjoyed that uh, that was another of thing alfred pennyworth oh I, see, I, see i like that I, actor I, I really like him i do I too i like That's that actor i do not like him in that part really see were you, i've were that, you a bigger fan of michael kane <laughs> michael kane well i grew up on frank miller batman okay and alfred pennyworth yeah, he did the whole butler thing, but he was also like he was special ops. He was special ops and like yeah. military um, medical. He was the one that was sewing Batman back up all the time. Yeah, true. And true. so he was very prim and proper. This but at the version, same time, he he would probably break your lungs in half. This version of Alfred has elements of that. Yeah, not quite. You He's know, got but, the sassiness. He yeah, but, but he have even the, has some. I'll, I'll, he he doesn't have that. Look, Wayne, I raised you. Yeah, I know. I could kick your tail if I really wanted to. I'm the one that's hoping you do this. Yeah. I, was, I could say this. Yeah. This Alfred like doesn't I said, exactly have that. There are some elements of that here across the four movies. Yeah. Um, especially with that actor. What's his name again? Uh, yeah. Him being. Go. Gosh. Yeah. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> Him being Gosh. the. Uh, the the Go. Yeah. Michael Go. The Spell it. G-O-U-G-H. Yeah. It's got to be Go. Being the the, the first time <laughs> the thread that kind of you know that well him and keeps this uh, thing Commissioner together. Gordon yeah you know the the I I actually kind of liked Pat Tingle as Commissioner Gordon yes I did too. because I, it played up a little bit of the incompetence of Commissioner it Gordon. also you know it, he him yeah. as Gordon is also a little bit of the throwback to the sixties the TV show yeah quite a bit uh, without all the goofiness you know it's and he is also very pro Batman yeah very pro Batman you know. Um, so yeah, I, there are elements from all of these movies that, that I love, mm-hmm. but as a whole, they're, they're just, I mean, yeah. look, Danny DeVito does an amazing job as the penguin. I'll give him that. Unfortunately, he's, he's not, unfortunately yeah. he's not given a whole lot to do. do because it's one of those things that you go from a very terrifying 
very um, not family friendly mm-hmm. character. Yeah. To I've got penguins with rockets strapped to their back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I have the the red triangle circus gang that. They're not. I mean, it's like th- this I, is dumb. Okay, when, when, this the, is, when I mean, they first just, showed up, I was like, "Is Joker showing back I know, up in this I one know, again?" I well, know. and it's that's. A, I, but again, that kind of goes back to what you were talking about before with um, with Burton and his his Burton's fingerprints on it. Right. You know, he's right. always going to have that weird kind of over the top, you know, big top peewee kind of feel to his movies, where everything is going to be just magnified to the extreme. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this was any less of it. I think that playing off of a circus element of it instead of the Joker's henchmen, you know, and if you go back and think about the first one, the henchmen didn't really do a lot, with the exception no. of Bob. Bob. Bob, yeah, Bob was, was cool. The only one. Yeah, Bob yeah. was cool. But other than that, you know, they were just kind of there. They didn't really exist. Um, with this one, though, you saw a lot more personalities coming out in this you had the thin clown you had the the organ grinder you had more of a family feel amongst the gang but my question was are these like the joker's cast-offs that yeah you know that picked up and started you know they 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 hint at the circus side show right you know with them you know this freak Freak, quote unquote, freak show. You know, I'll say that, a freak that, show. Yeah, but yeah. but that's you know, like with him going back and looking at old newspaper. Like, right. I think this might be, but they never really. They kind of just kind of pushed that aside. Yeah. Pretty quickly to, and, and if, also the fact if that they had actually dug into the sides show. I think that I think that would you know because could have been very interesting. You would have had the clowns. You would have had the bearded lady. Right. You right. Had all the other. Um, tropes that we know right, from right. The, you know the side so, side show performers who you and I respect. I love, yeah, and, absolutely. And I love I absolutely that stuff. love that stuff. You know, so. the the whole Jim, yeah, the Jim, Jim Rose, yeah, Jim, Jim yeah. Rose, yeah. not Rome. That's a whole different person. <laughs> well, they're both misfits. So, <laughs> so Jim Rome is a. So let's <laughs> let's take a minute here and okay. and and talk about. You know, the, the lady in the room. Uh, yes. Across Michelle. across from us, there is a uh, cardboard cutout of Michelle right. Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Let, so. let, let me say this. Yes. Michelle Pfeiffer was someone when she was in her heyday that I really didn't have a whole lot of feelings towards one way or the other. Um, I understood, like you know, because everybody went on and on about how attractive she was. I was like, I get that, you know. But she just wasn't my type, so okay, that's fair. What's funny is that going back and rewatching this movie, I'm like. I really love what she's doing here. Mm-hmm. And once she makes that transition into the new Selena Kyle, not necessarily the, the cat woman, but the, the, the new and improved Selena Kyle, I'm like, I get it. Well, and <laughs> I, I think that's because, and, 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 and because I'll be now honest, you're getting her sass. You're well, yeah. Getting well, the, and the, also, I wouldn't and also say her the sass, fact, I'd say her strength. Well, you know, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you where a lot of that comes from now. What she was using sass as strength, though. True. Where a lot of my me finding Michelle Pfeiffer attractive, like I didn't when I was younger, now mm-hmm. actually goes through another movie that you guys may or may not have seen. If you say Grease 2, I'm out the door oh, right no. now. No, no, no. This is something that's happened in the meantime since then. Okay. okay. Starlight. I haven't seen that. No, I haven't oh, seen that. Oh, you guys have got to see Starlight. Okay. This may be required viewing. Okay. For, it's it's based on a Neil Gaiman oh. storybook. Okay. You know, and I mean, it's all-star cast, but she plays a witch, kind of a Sanderson sister type thing. Right. Ooh, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming I out know. and Doug Jones is in it. Yep. So yep, there you go. Yep. But it's funny because like it's Michelle Pfeiffer, an older Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. who is still very beautiful. And one of the things I love about her is the fact that she hasn't cut her face all to crap like so many yeah. other people have as they've gotten older. She's just aged naturally. Well, and there was something about her in that role where all of a sudden I'm going back going, I may have sold her way too short <laughs> well and <laughs> i'll say it. you did and she still knows how to use those whips oh yeah. i'm sure oh it's funny that i read an interview where she said she was changing houses or something and she found one of the whips and went out in the backyard and she went i'm a little rusty yeah, so, there you go you know yeah but now, let's let's take a did moment did she here. or yeah. did she not come yes. back for that halle berry cat woman no she didn't no, 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 i okay no. i have not seen that movie. nobody wants to talk about that movie. i have not I, seen that we're, movie we're but i have to talk about it a little bit i had heard that she might have been in it as a okay, cameo, so or she was supposed to, or no. something. So, so let, let, let me touch on no. that. Okay, let me touch on that. Just so no, 
If you remember, at the end of the movie, at the end of this movie, Selena Pops Kyle up. was right. still alive. She had one life left. Yeah. She'll save it for next Christmas. She's saving it for next Christmas, yeah. exactly. So the story was supposed to go that they had written into it, and actually I've got the, the info on it. They actually were going to do a spinoff, a Catwoman spinoff for this with Michelle Pfeiffer in the role. Um, the, I would the, have gone to see that. Absolutely. I mean, it was part of the deal on this. So yeah. um, they were going to go kind of a lighter direction because this movie caught a lot of flack for oh. how dark it was. Okay. It's Batman. Well, that, no, but no, but no, 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 what we signed, we were we signed up for a family friendly movie. This is not a family friendly movie. I have to agree with them. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm as a Batman whatever. fan. <laughs> who cares? Well, um, but initially the the one of the original writers had already drafted this script about you know all of the stuff that Selena Kyle was going to go somewhere else, right? And kind of you know reform her life. Now the funny thing is he turned that into Warner Brothers the day that Batman Begins was released. Oh. It was a bad move on his part. So they started to work it, and, you know, initially she was set up for the script, and everything was good. They scrapped that. Pfeiffer um, basically walked away from the script. Yeah. They were originally going to put, I'm trying to remember who they were going to have put back into it. it. Oh, Ashley Judd was going to be recast and that. Okay. That fell through, and then they decided you know what we've already got this fragment of a script let's go ahead and make a movie off of it for just catwoman and that became the halle berry one. Oh well there you go. i have not seen so halle uh, berry a- ashley judd boo boo that person <laughs> i just i can't no. I'm tell not, us how you really feel dave I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a big i'll fan. do that off air fair i'm not a big fan of ashley and uh, ashley if you're listening i just hey i'd be shocked quit rooting for the university of kentucky we don't need you oh um um meanwhile back at the ranch um, <laughs> what um uh, what i was going to say though is that i have not seen the halle berry bat, bat don't or Cat you're Woman. not missing i knew anything. i knew don't i didn't waste need your time. to i knew i didn't nothing need to. i will give halle berry this she showed up at the Razzies yes. to accept the awards. <laughs> she was the first one to do it. She wasn't the first one. To show up? She yeah, was, no, she wasn't the first one. But she was probably one of the biggest stars to do it at that point. Okay. I thought I other people had other people had shown prior to that. Okay. But she was the biggest name. I mean, hell, she was no. coming off of an Oscar. She yeah. was an Oscar winner yeah. at that point. And she's like, no. Yeah, I'll show up for the Razzies. I, <laughs> I love her in other stuff. Right. Exactly. I, I, exactly. She's been really good in other stuff. A- absolutely. Catwoman is Not however it. however long. That movie it. is is time I'm never yeah. getting back okay, ever. So, okay. Well, like, speaking yeah. of Catwoman, let's let's go back to just Michelle Pfeiffer for a moment and the 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 outfit. Okay. The infamous Catwoman. Yeah. Well, this is, I'm looking at it right. This there, is so where a lot of people <laughs> ended up with their vinyl kink. Yes. Yeah. At some no point. Doubt. I can so see that. The amount of money that was spent on this outfit alone, they had sixty different versions of this outfit, and each one of them was about a thousand bucks. Wow. She had to be vacuum formed into the outfit. After what, rewatching the movie last night, I can see that. And that they is... said that she would get about maybe two to two and a half hours in it before it was so constricting she would pass out. Wow, I was surprised she didn't like just the, the sweat, well, like the water weight that you'd lose. Uh, that I mean, and it, well, they they said that she had to basically be doused in talcum powder to be able to get in the damn. Oh, thing. I don't know. So, a... um, but it was so exhausting with this that after this was over she she generally had trauma she couldn't yeah. look at a suit like that afterwards for years um i somehow just don't see michelle pfeiffer wearing something like that on a regular basis anyway so uh, i mean no, it's <laughs> no and actually they did make uh, two adjustments to the actual bat suit as well uh-huh. from the costuming if you remember from the first one to the second one the logo on the chest piece yeah is closer to the original logo than the one that was in the first one. That's that, correct. It was a little bit, you know, um, I don't say juxtaposed, but it was a little different. The other addendum that they made, a zipper. Yeah, uh, so you could go take a so leak. Could, yeah, I could go take sense. a piss. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> you know, one of my, one of what the thing that the the scene in this movie that has always stuck out to me yep. as this that this was a good piece of writing mm-hmm. and acting. 
from the people involved yeah is at Max Shrek's Christmas party. Oh, the dance. When they're dancing and they're talking and the they say the lines scene. and they're the scene. and she all of a sudden stops and goes, do we have to start fighting now? Yeah. And, and it's one of those <laughs> and, things. And you can tell she's actually upset yeah, I know. about it because well, she was enjoying That herself. realization from the both of them. I know. That, oh my God. I know. Are I you, know. You're, but oh no. <laughs> that, that line delivery, the yeah. way that she does it because she's genuinely like, I like this guy. She, I don't want about it. to have to. And it's like, what what do I do? Because let's be honest, Catwoman may have started off as a quote unquote villain in the Batman books yeah. and in Batman she, lore she and stuff. And Batman have always, always had, had that, tw- but that twist, that cat, but, cat and mouse, if you well, will. But yeah. Catwoman has always kind of been right at the edge of being a hero. Like she's yeah. an antihero. Yeah. yeah, I mean it, it's. Not even really anti hero. She's it's chaotic like, neutral. She's she's a she's a thief. I mean, that's the whole thing. She's a cat burglar. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, she's not malicious. No. You know, it's not like she's going and well, like she never oh. has been in any of the Batman storylines. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's what I've always liked about that she, character. Yeah. And, like, and honestly, you know, for the longest time she was more of just kind of a I don't want to say a hang on or a yeah. carry on, but just kind of part of the cast on a lot right, of those. Right, right. You know, Batman had so many different villains that he went after. She yeah. just kind of, you know... She would come through kind of as a distraction. She was like the... Time. It was she a, was the B team. Yeah. She wasn't yeah, the A team. Yeah, she was yeah. the B team. She's she's a legitimate chaotic neutral yeah. because she, you never know which direction she's going to go. Right, right. Off I, of that. I get that. And, and, and I love, like I said, I, I've always... That and, of course, the what earlier, you know, when they're fighting and he pulls the cowl off Oh, and yeah. Max is like, yeah. Bruce, why are you dressed as Batman? She's Bruce. like, because he is a Batman, you moron. <laughs> Bruce, why, well, why and, are you and speaking, like- speaking of Max, one thing I didn't realize at the time, and I kind of kicked myself for it when I, I went back and read this and went back and watched the movie mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Max Shrek was patterned after J.P. Morgan. The okay. look. Yeah. If you go back and look at the costuming, it was dead on. And I love the fact, did, please tell me you guys got the joke with his name. Max Shrek, there's a, a famous actor named Mac, uh, Max Shriek, Shrike, something like that, uh, who played Count Orlok in Nosferatu. Oh, okay. The big bald. Oh, yeah. way back. No, I yeah. never caught yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that no, was the actor's name. Okay. Yeah, that, that was definitely over my head yeah. on that one. So, And I've, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm an inside like, baseball kind of guy. Yeah. I, I have literally seen, sat down and watched Nosferatu like twice. Yeah. And one of those was for a film class. I think well, I've seen Nosferatu once. Go back and take you all know, the way through. If you go back and take a look at Walken in this movie, mm-hmm. knowing that he's named after the guy who played Nosferatu, mm-hmm. and look at the shape okay. of his head, look at the baldingness, the whiter, you know, the, when, the lighter tones to his skin. I was like, they're trying to make him into a damn vampire. When Selena electrocutes herself and Max. Oh, the kiss. When. Bruce at this point goes over, starts pulling yeah. stuff off. Where where they find him, Indiana Jones. And yeah. He's all like, hey, dude, that is so Tim Burton. That is one of the most <laughs> Tim Burton things. I've oh, because yeah. that looked like it could have been out of like the waiting room scene in Beetlejuice. Oh, very yeah, much. Honestly, so. I mean, very much just, so. Yeah. So uh, and what would have been funny is if it, he'd actually had that character in the waiting room yeah, of Beetlejuice. Well, that's, that's that a few that years would, early, but yeah, it still would have been fun. It would have been nice. Um, oh, all in all, I really. As I said, if I were given a choice between Batman '89 and this one, I would watch this over. I'm watching the other one. I, I gotta agree know, with Dave on this one, and I, I didn't expect to be in the majority here because yeah. you never are, I, and I'm fine with that. You're usually incorrect. I, I think, I, like I said, was... I don't mind being in the majority. You know? <laughs> well, and I think honestly, it was a different kind of villain, uh-huh. and that's what made the movie so different. Right. You know, in the first one, it was mania. Well, it was. It's know, also the whole. You know, oh, let's talk about the fact that Batman has zero compunction or zero problems whatsoever with killing people. Yeah, like you know the 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 fire breather mm-hmm. blower at the first of it that he yeah. just like completely incinerates with the Batmobile jet. Yep. You know, and it's <laughs> well, th- this is this is Batman getting ready to go over into that Frank Miller yeah. Batman yeah. where he has become so. So jaded. This Batman would never become no. Batman. Keaton would that never was, go that. was no. It, yeah. Clooney wouldn't even do that. So well, it, well none, none of it, none of this era Batman no. would would have done that. At, at this point, Christian Bale. That's something that's 
completely different, different story. You know, yeah. it's a, I mean, legitimately, this is a Batman who is... He's sick. ready to go American Psycho at any moment. Yes. He's, so he is sick <laughs> of Gotham's crap. <laughs> he is sick of Gotham's crap. He's he's probably even willing to like take out just regular citizens if they hack him off at this point. And, and I love you how... You can tell he has, he has complete apathy for every single one of these. I mean, he didn't... Yeah. He's not even angry at any of them. He's I, just I like, oh, look, another one. Okay. The sign of the You're times. Yeah. The sign of the times on all four of these Batman, you know, from yeah. 89 to 97. Yep. Very much a sign of the times is the fact that Bruce Wayne's only a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Instead of a billionaire like yeah. he is now, you know. It's like so <laughs> something else I want to bring up on this movie okay. that we haven't really talked about on this, the soundtrack. There's not really one. Well, there's one well, Susie no, and the Banshee the, song. And that's just, that's the yeah. thing that I found so interesting about it was if you go back and look at in the original four, okay? Yeah. The Prince. first one had Prince all, all over, over the place. Right. But, that, but he did a whole album. It was just Exactly. Prince, you know, but Batman Bat soundtrack. Dance is probably the biggest yeah. one that people know. And the third one, it was Kiss from a Rose. That's as well Seal, as you know? Well, no. Yeah. The U2's, Hold well, Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me was off right. that. So was uh, that, if you go and look at that soundtrack, that was when they started really leaning into the, let's get, all these other movies they got these great soundtracks. Yeah. So let's go ahead, because I, I think Hole was on that. Yeah. So, and um, uh, who else was on there? It, uh, it was a money grab whole bunch on of the soundtrack. Same thing, once you, once you get to uh, Batman and Robin, you have Smashing Pumpkins. You, you know, you have like all but these spring. other. Yeah. But yeah, this one was just, definitely a darker, more gothic, which, especially with the Susie and the Banshee. I was about to say, is that not so. the most perfect fix for this oh, particular absolutely. movie? Absolutely. Tim Burton, yeah. yes. So and, <laughs> of course. And, and we, if we're going to do this, we've got to talk about the band at the dance oh yeah, yeah and yeah, the yeah. horrible terrible oh, version of, of, of super, super freak, freak. yeah <laughs> and the horrible terrible version of the Susie and the banshee song yes oh my yes gosh. i noticed as soon, the super freak. The super, as soon as i heard the super freak i was like wow they really went there i yeah. forgot about this oh yeah <laughs> and, and i have to ask did you guys catch the uh, the danny elfman cameo in the movie no i didn't oh 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 dave dave's going to the memory banks I saw it last night, and now I can't pull it. So it's when um, Cobblepot is up on the stage, and he flubs on his speech, and immediately everybody starts throwing fruit, fruit at him. Yep, yeah. here we go. Yeah, Elfman was one of the ones one. is one of the first ones to throw the. the I think it was lettuce or something. At oh him. yeah, he said. He says to them, "Why is there always somebody? Yeah, yeah why is always being fruit? <laughs> you know what this movie could use on a soundtrack." Oh, come on. I knew he was going to do it's it. It's not gothic enough. <laughs> you know, the scary thing is the vocalist on that actually sounds a little bit like the penguin. Uh, Kim Dracula. <laughs> why, why, why did I come back to the podcast? Why wouldn't you come back to this well, podcast? And, and, <laughs> and speaking of that scene, though, I yeah. will give mad props to Danny DeVito on this because... He refused to have a body double. He stood up there when these people were actually throwing fruit at him. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that was legit right. him. I was like, all right, well, considering you're wearing okay. padding around you, I don't think it's really going to hurt you. Unless somebody caught him in the face. True. And but I that nose, I mean, come on. You know, that would have turned into a shish kebab, you know? They, they they really made the penguin horrific, and the, like they did his the, his the the way he played him, his mannerisms that like, he was like drip like, like well they made like him just nasty black ooze yeah I know and, and just and of course like I say very lecherous to yeah. any woman that was in his you know oh yeah purview uh yeah. and it's just and it's one of those things it was just like wow that is they they they, they up the really went factor. they really did and. It worked, yeah. honestly. I yeah. mean, it, but again, you get all that stuff, and then you get penguins with rockets on their back. You know? I, just that's like, still <laughs> just, I mean, come on. And a giant rubber duck, yeah. you know. And, I mean, hey, they hey, hey, they, you as, know, uh, as a guy that loves rubber ducks, I, I mean, yeah, come on. Still, you know? I mean, that, they that could just, have come up with a better, I'm going to destroy the city point. Yeah, I know. They really I know, could. I, know, I, know. Just, I mean, the whole premise behind the penguins with rockets is too obvious. Too obvious. Tim Burton. It's as bad as, you know, sharks with freaking lasers. You know, it's just a bad idea all the way around. Like I said, it goes back to what I say about Tim Burton, about style over substance you know we can sacrifice everything else as long as it looks good so it's uh, I cannot totally agree with that can't disagree with it either so it's <laughs> on some stuff he has gone with style there, over substance there, but there have been others that, there have been a very few movies that he has yeah. I'm not going to go that far you know, there's been two movies that he's done that have been what in your opinion what are they yeah. Ed Wood loved it 
Loved and, it. And Big Fish. Those two movies, he got it right story and character wise. I would throw Edward Scissorhands in there too. I don't, I don't. Uh, just because I, I like I, that I disagree movie. With yeah, that. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan, as you know, of Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. And yeah, well, I like. Uh, I Nightmare, it. We're watching Frank and Weenie. Nightmare, Nightmare Before I, Christmas. I love Frank has, and Weenie. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas has an amazing soundtrack. Yes. And a great visual style. And that's all I will give that movie. See, and just, I'm surprised and you're not even throwing not, some love at Beetlejuice. Some love I, know, I do love know. Beetlejuice. Okay. All right. All right. Now, Beetlejuice, I do love. He was Big Adventure. I mean, come on. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm, okay. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is by, I mean, that, and, and frankly, that's a I'm, given. I'm okay? buying into the fan theory that Frank and Weenie, uh, Corpse Bride, and Nightmare, and almost, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is actually like All the same world. Same world. It, oh, it trilogy. It makes okay. trilogy. Yeah. There, there's I mean, a fan theory that, that Frank and Weenie... Um, the guy from Corpse Bride, I can't think of his name right now, and Jack Skeleton are all the same character. Okay. Well, that's interesting. It, you know it's why? a fan theory. It, oh, cut it out. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off. Oh You're, you oh. See what happens when you give him a button to play with. <laughs> this is what happens. You want ants, this is how you get ants. You know? <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, just as right. if I didn't have enough stress. In my All right, life. you two yahoos. So, let's. Uh, one thing I do want to touch base on: this movie did actually set some records. Yes, which it did really well. Actually. Amazed yeah. me on this. Um, first off, let me let me get the numbers here. On its first weekend, on its opening weekend, yes. Forty-five point six million in nineteen ninety-two dollars. In ninety-two dollars, mm-hmm. it would <laughs> on the Thursday night beforehand. It grossed two million dollars in the U.S. alone. Mm-hmm. That that price is it today is more like a buck fifty. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> in England, or excuse me, in Great Britain, it's the first movie ever to gross a million dollars in a day. Wow. I okay, <clears throat> so this movie was released in June, um, June August. No, it was, no, it was in June. June. It was in June. Okay, um, and I remember where I was mm-hmm. and who I was with when I saw this movie. It's not the Kennedy assassination, dude. No, I mean, come on. But <laughs> this was just a few weeks after I graduated high school. Okay, I was in Daytona Beach with my friend with my friends uh not that dave but a different uh, dave and scott and, and richard mm-hmm. would and this be pastor dave no oh, different okay. dave no that dave that no david uh whitley oh um uh, and so we were all down there and this movie came out that weekend right and so we all went to the theater to see it which is really funny being at the beach and then going and seeing a christmas movie so <laughs> and yes this is a christmas movie yep watch this one with Die Hard. this, this was definitely a christmas movie i think this was on our list on our I episode yeah. yeah so one other thing about this movie that i thought was kind of interesting kind of talking about firsts on is this was one of the first movies to use something called srd technology okay you know it better as dolby digital makes sense this is the first movie that, is that how used, they got the sweet scratching sound with yes, the CD? Yes, of course, yes. you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. But, I mean, just... Uh, those ones and zeros scratch oh, so know. much better oh, than yeah. vinyl. I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, with the Batman-branded CD player, no less. Yeah. <laughs> well, not just... No, no, no. Yeah, it wasn't where, a CD player. It was a CD writer. I know. Where, no, 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 no. Where in um, oh, Taiwan was, was he having this stuff? I know, made? I know, yeah. I know. We, you know, because that's the thing is that the, the the CD player they put it in when the arm came down over mm-hmm. it, it had the bat signal. That's the right, bat symbol. That's right. Above it, so. it was a sticker. I yeah, don't care whatever. what anybody says. It was a sticker, but yeah, I mean, okay. In summary, mm-hmm. will we read it again? No, I don't <laughs> want you to read it again. Do you think that this? If you're trying to tell somebody, hey, here's the story of Batman. No. Is this your go-to movie? No, no, not not in a sense. No, okay. none, none of these movies are. Okay, honestly, it's. Uh, I know, I know, everybody love or a, a good chunk of people love the '89 Batman. It was a good jumping-off point for what we got later. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, eventually, Warner Brothers got it right, yeah. but it took them four movies and laying and out for, and laying and out for uh, two of them actually, and laying out for almost a decade. And then coming back to it completely new, in order to get it right. Well, I, see, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you on that because, I mean, when they did the '89 one, 
the reason why the 89 one was so amazingly impressive was nobody had ever taken that point of view on a superhero well, before. they took it seriously. Well, not just seriously. It, was, it wasn't no over the top good guy. It wasn't Superman. It wasn't you know. Yeah, thank, you you have thank to, God it wasn't the big blue boys. You know, oh look, my God. you have to you have to remember what we were coming into in '89. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Superman in 78, you know, you you will believe that a man can fly. Okay, right. awesome. Another boring movie if you go back and watch it. Okay, yeah. not a whole lot happens in it. We'll, we'll say slow. It's a very, very slow, slow movie. Very slow, okay? Superman 2, I think, is a little better because I like, I like the, you know, Zod and, you know, and you all that You need to stuff. kneel before Zod. Yeah, I lo- the, okay, awesome. Uh, Rick, Superman Rick, 3 Richard and Pryor, 4. Richard Pryor made that movie. Agreed. That's 3. Agreed. 3 and Agreed. 4. Are not good. They're not great movies. They're not great stories. Or, no, but we get, but we get Richard Pryor. Hold on. Think about the Punisher movie that we got during that time. The Dolph Lundgren. I actually like that. All right. Think about the Howard the Duck movie we got during that time, Loved it. which is not good. Think about the uh, the Captain America movies that we got during those times. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Captain America versus Red Skull kind of thing. Well, it was a Fantastic Four one too. The, well, that was actually that was later, but it was one of those things where you start looking at like superhero movies had been something that studios would make. We don't have to take this seriously because. It's, it's a kid's movie, you know, it, it type stuff. It's like these Batman. Geeks, these geeks will pay yeah. us the money because we, we did something with their thing. I will give Batman 89 this. It legitimized. DC? No, it legitimized comic book movies. Well, I mean. No, it legitimized comic book movies. But be fair, the movies. bar was set really, I know, really but, low at that but, point. Well, like it was sitting in a hole under. Yeah. But still, it legitimized them. Okay. okay. It made them think about think about well think about Batmania that, that yeah. happened yeah. that summer. I w- I fully was involved in it, you know. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, awesome. It would take them another ten years before they really started taking them seriously. Because again, we went through three more. We went through four Batman movies to varying degrees of 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 camp and and just ick. Right. We had the horrible. Um, Barbed wire. You had, uh, yeah. We could go through it. You had, you had the Phantom. You had, you, well, you had, you had Dick Tracy. You had, you could go through all these movies at the studios, and like, then you get Blade. That's okay, true. Eventually, eventually we get. Eventually to Blade. you get okay, Blade. Eventually we get to Blade, and from Blade we get to X Men, and from X Men we get yeah. to well the first Spider Man. It's funny. You okay, think, it's funny you say X Men because one of the things that I I always thought was kind of interesting about this. Growing up, I was not a DC guy. I was a Marvel well, guy. Yeah, same here. You know, I was very much a Marvel was guy. Was I the only DC guy around? Apparently. Hey, you know, they're, they're I always lot. liked Batman. Batman was Batman the only was DC yeah. character that I've ever cared anything about. I, I, so. I knew somewhat about DC characters, but I just didn't have that interest. And if you remember, it was right around this time frame in the world of comics that you really started to see a shift towards the characters getting much grittier. Okay. Much angrier. See, I give you Wolverine. DC well, was always up, that way. Up. That was one of the reasons no, I they loved weren't. DC. No, they weren't. Because DC had a grit to them. No, they didn't. DC did not get a uh, grit. No, DC did not get a grit until... They killed Superman. No. There were two things that happened in the 80s that gave DC an actual grit of something of like, oh, okay, because then it's not just, oh, all these big, no pun intended, these big flashy like four-color characters that yeah. are like, all choir boys, okay? The two things that happened were Watchmen. Yeah, that's true. And The Dark Knight Returns. But Those that, two yeah. things both happened. And then from there, you get to right before the 89 Batman came out, what was the big storyline in Batman? It was the death of Robin, wasn't it? Death in the family. Yeah. And talk about gritty as fuck. Okay. Well, but, the Joker beat him to death with but, a crowbar. But, I think, <laughs> but what, what were the dates that those came out? Well, they were in the late 80s. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and once honestly, you get to that, fine. But see, the thing is, is that what, where we got to, I mean, at that point, Wolverine was introduced in the 70s. Okay. Daredevil was always a lot grittier. Well, than, but he was introduced you know, in the 70s, but he kind of laid back. When Wolverine started to break out, you saw it. In the 80s. Well, again. in the late 80s is when you started to see him getting his own storylines I mean, and get his own comic, I don't think. Don't get me wrong. There, 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 are, there are things that happen in DC over the years that yeah. were a little... Uh, but by and large, DC was always the... 
the Super Friends, you know, and, right, exactly. and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And Marvel was not that. They were more down to earth, like, yes, they're super, they're superheroes, but, but they're we're talking about all these other things that are going on right. in the real world. Right. They were set in the real world. They weren't set in Metropolis and Gotham and, and Astro City or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. They were set in New York. Yeah. You know, I mean, that is a... It's yeah, an interesting, so. I mean, and I agree with you, I, but that's kind of goes back to what I was saying about it. When this movie came out, this was something totally, well, I should say the 89 Batman's came Right, right. When the 89 Batman came out, that was something totally different, something completely I, I completely agree with of We're good. to take the, 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 the idea of a quote-unquote superhero yes. and show him in this lonely, dark, broken Look. Human character, and, and they've talked about that. Yeah. You know that the inspiration for the original script before Tim Burton got his hands on it was from Dark Knight Returns, right? You know, I mean, that was the whole. We, we want this darker, grittier, you know, uh, and then Tim Burton went and Tim Burton things up, okay, and well, you know. So anyway, Dave, I, that's a. <laughs> what are, What are your final thoughts on this movie before we wrap this up? It legitimately took me three nights to sit down and because I le- I watched a third of it yep. and I turned it off and I went to bed. Okay. And the next night I came in and started it because it was on HBO Max. Right. 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 And started That's how I, I watched quit it. Yeah. And fell asleep. Yeah. Turned it off and went to bed. It just it's it, oh I was definitely playing on my phone throughout this entire movie. So. For me, the movie drags. I it think it has slow. Some, I think it has some very good highlights. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy the first one more. I think the first one, the action sequences were so much better. They weren't as frequent as they were in in this one, right. but they were they were more fun to watch. Yeah, you saw more elements of it going on. It wasn't just Batman going through and throwing clotheslines at people. It was you know there was definite stuff there. Yeah, um, I think with this one. You got a lot more action packed. I do think the the the. I feel like you got more Batman in that movie. I yeah. think this was more well Shrek and Penguin. I think and you Batman got, was kind of a side note. I think you got more Bruce Wayne in the first one. Yeah, yes. you know, Batman barely shows. Actual Batman barely shows up in that first. Movie. But that's what made it so much, in my opinion, so much better is that you weren't dependent on you know you knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman. The rest of the world in the movie didn't. You knew it. So it was that whole idea of he didn't have to show up. And when he did, it was kind of like, you know, the, 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 that moment. Oh, stuff yeah. just got real. Yeah, exactly. You the, know, bat, the bats here, it got the, real. The, mat, the mic drop, you know. And there was that fear element. They were afraid of him. Nobody was afraid of Batman in this movie. No. Nobody was afraid of him. Everybody was taking shots at him. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. And I, I think and, that's, that's the, part, whole, you know, the whole point of Batman. I'm not yeah. saying is either the one of these movies factor. are good. <laughs> <laughs> Have I said that at any point during the podcast? I, I, I'm, talking I, about the, I'm talking about 89 as well. I'm not all saying I have any said of these is movies I are good. I enjoyed the first one better. <laughs> all right. Well, especially considering what we just got from DC with The Batman. It's oh, like, oh, wow. I still haven't watched it yet. Dude, you oh, got to see that watch movie. That. You have got to see that movie. Uh, the infamous Amy It's is long. Me I will tell you that. It is. It's like, it was. Is it two hours and 50 minutes? Something like that. Almost three hours. It, yeah, it's it, long. It very much has a Frank Miller Batman yeah, first year. Yeah, but I, I never it. felt like, okay, can we can we get, can we we get move this along? I right. Mean, it, was never like, it never felt like that. No. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, you were talking about the theme music mm-hmm. and how it, it, what did you say about the theme music for the bat? You, you didn't like it. it. It was too reminiscent of something else. And I came to what, realize. Uh, the Batman? The Batman. It's been a little while since I've seen. It, you so said it what was, I said about that. You, it's you a, said it, it sounded too much like something else that was in another oh, movie. Oh, yeah. The problem is, is that <clears throat> the whole background music, yes, is based off of that Nirvana song. Yeah, it's so the, it's something in the way. Something in the know, way. So basically, all of the background music is based. Which off I love of the that way they baseline. Use that. Yeah, right. but yeah, that. Yeah, they just right. orchestrated it. Okay. Fair well, enough. That, I, it definitely yeah. gave that song a darker feel. Oh, dude, it gave that entire movie a darker feel, man. Well, the infamous basically, is definitely one to watch. Basically, it with me, so. the bat when you watch the Batman, yep. just realize you're watching the you're watching the Batman version of Seven. 
Okay. So I'm I, not even joking about so that. So I shouldn't expect Batman to start glistening in the sun or anything. No. Okay, no, no, good. No, no. That was my biggest fear. No, there is no glitter in this. Hey, thank, thank God. God. This movie Pattinson actually is really good in this movie. This is the first movie okay. where I have legitimately like been impressed by him. I kept like, trying to okay, tell you he's an I actor. kept trying to tell okay. you he's an actual actor yeah. who got who started off in this terrible franchise and got really famous. And now he's done some stuff to what? where he's like, no, no, no. I'm That's not where he started you know, off. He started off over Harry Potter. I Again, starting off in a terrible <laughs> franchise. and I am legitimately going to throw something heavy at him. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> started off in a bad franchise and went to a terrible franchise. Don't you, so don't you talk bad about the wizarding world. Oh what is wrong God. with you? Let's Adelaide. get out of here. I, I got no love for... <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a muggle. I have got no love for so huffle, guys, huffle if, muggles or whatever the fuck they are. If so. you haven't so. seen Batman Returns... Is it a, is it worth a watch? What is it? Slither Puffles? Is that what it is? It's something like that. It would is. you answer my question? <laughs> is this movie worth a watch? No, I recommend no. no, no, no. I would agree. No, this is the one where I'd be banging on the arcade game trying to get my quarterback. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, watch the first one. Watch the first one. The first one is. I would skip right to I, the third. You know, I would. I would straight up watch Batman Forever over this yeah i might even watch Batman. no i wouldn't watch batman robin no matter what i say but i would i would straight up watch batman forever over this one so the only thing that i liked about batman and robin i loved jim carrey as the riddler that was forever was that forever yeah what was, what was uh, oh that it was, was poison Free. ivy oh mr free never mind yeah there's nothing i tried to block there is the memory. horrible nothing. tommy lee jones that was hey, i love tommy lee that's forever yeah. that's forever watch your mouth i love tommy lee jones i do no. not like his two-face batman and no, don't i like agree it. i agree terrible two-face I do love the stories that came off that set. That Jim Carrey saying, "Oh God!" Tommy Lee Jones, literally first day of the of the of the of, the, of shooting, walked up to him and said, "My like kids you. think you're funny. I don't like you." Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> and I can see Tommy Lee Jones doing that. <laughs> just curmudgeon, couldn't give a damn about anything. He knew he was there for a paycheck, and he wanted to get. Uh, he he doesn't act in Men in Black. That's just Tommy. That's Lee just Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. That's no, just him that's being bitter. Same thing, you know. You know it's <laughs> all right. Uh, so, guys, thank you so much for uh, listening to us um, ramble shit on this movie for an hour. <laughs> it needed it, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and uh, but yeah, if you would go and check us out over. At uh, Instagram as well as Discord, uh, as Discord our Discord is is doing really well. We've got a pretty nice community going on over there. We've got an awesome community yeah, going on over there. And if you're not part of it, shame you, on you. You should, you should be. be exactly. You should be. Like, um, so yeah, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. We've got links to all of it. Uh, we have some really cool stuff coming in the pipeline. Of course, Retro Summer is still going on. Yes. We just took a little. We took a little uh, a detour. Uh, no, no pun intention. We took a little vacation. A siesta, just for, if you yes, will. just to uh, to kind of cleanse the pal- the palate before we get back into a lot of the because it's all eighties all the time there. And so hey, we 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 at least got into the early nineties with this one. We had to uh, go to our dark side, and we've instantly regretted this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it could get so much worse. Where's the Pepto? Well, yeah. you know, we, it could always go with the no stop. Stop! You're evil. I love that song. You're evil. <laughs> oh, no. The guy over here who's complaining about this is the same one that will play that stupid self song about dressing up like Marilyn Manson or whatever. The That's an awesome song. Whatever. Oh, my I, God. No, this is an awesome no. song, okay? No. 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 Will you take us out of here, please? All right, Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Day. And I'm regretfully <laughs> buried. And we will see you next time. See ya. Thank you.